views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of this station. Content is for educational purposes only. Consult a financial advisor or conduct your own due diligence if investing. The show is pre-recorded. Everyday Wealth is produced and created by Edelman Financial Engines and hosted by Gene Chatsky. Ms. Chatsky is not an employee or client of the firm. She receives fixed cash compensation as host and for related activities, and therefore has an incentive to endorse Edelman Financial Engines and its planners. For additional information, please see www.edelmanfinancialengines.com slash everydaywealth. The 2022 Top 100 Independent Advisory Firm ranking issued by Barron's is qualitative and quantitative, including assets managed by the firm, technology spending, staff diversity, succession planning, and other metrics. Firms elect to participate but do not pay to be included in the ranking. Compensation is paid for use and distribution of rating. Awarded September 2022 based on data within a 12-month period. Investor experience and returns are not considered. At the intersection of life and money, this is Edelman Financial Engine's Everyday Wealth with personal finance expert, Gene Chatsky. Edelman Financial Engines has been ranked by Barron's as the number one investment advisor in the country. Now, here's Gene Chatsky. Hi, everyone. I'm Gene Chatsky. Thanks so much for joining me today on Everyday Wealth. Well, I can finally, finally say that summer is in full swing and the pandemic, at least officially, is behind us. Maybe that's opened some doors for you. Perhaps you'll be hitting the road this summer. A recent survey from Bankrate found 81% of folks who earn more than $100,000 are planning to take a summer vacation. And that's up quite a bit from last year, perhaps driven by the folks who haven't quite exhausted their appetite for revenge travel. That's what they're calling travel, spurred by feeling so cooped up for so long. But it may also be helped by a drop in prices as inflation continues to slow Prices on airline tickets are lower by about 1% compared to last year. Gasoline prices have dropped more significantly. They're down by about 12% year over year. And so where are we going? Where are these journeys taking us? Top domestic destinations include New York City, home to the Empire State Building, Central Park, the Met Statue of Liberty, and Broadway. And since you asked, my personal recommendations, if you have time to catch a Broadway show and you're traveling with older teens, go see six. With smaller kids and teens, I'm all for Wicked. And if it's adults only, I would send you to see Josh Groban in Sweeney Todd. Can you tell I have a preference for musicals? Another hot spot? Las Vegas, the quote-unquote entertainment capital of the world where popular attractions include the fountains at the Bellagio where you can channel your inner George Clooney and seeing the Grand Canyon by helicopter. And of course, all that delicious food. If you get a chance, I recommend the Philly Import Fetri Cucina at the Palms. And what about international destinations. The Expedia summer travel forecast says online searches for flights to foreign countries are surging and people are looking to book trips to London, Rome, Paris, New Zealand, Vietnam, and a little closer to home, at least for East Coasters, Cancun and Punta Cana. If you haven't booked a flight yet and you're planning on it, let me just share a few tips that might help you save some money. The best time to purchase a domestic flight is between 21 to 60 days before your trip. That'll save you about 8% on average. 
If you're going overseas, book as soon as possible. If you're planning to use miles to book overseas, book even sooner than that because it is bedlam. The least busy day for flying is going to be Thursday, August 24th, and the cheapest day to fly is just a few days later on Sunday, August 27th. Just keep in mind, early July is when we hit the peak travel season. And after that point, fares on flights start to come back down. They will drop by about $125 on average. For more tips on how to maximize your summer vacation and fun budget, I want to bring on Andy Smith. He's an executive director at Edelman Financial Engines and recently just got back from London. How was it, Andy? Uh, It was good to see you. Good Good to to see see you you too. Uh, It was a fantastic trip. Amazing, great weather. You know, we could show the kids all the places that they've read about and heard about. And I took it as, as an opportunity to kind of remind them, hey, the world is a lot bigger place than you think. Yeah. And I mean, you're standing in this cathedral built in the 1200s. And it's just, you get this depth and breadth and scope of time. And yes, all of the problems that we have right now are absolutely important, but it really puts into perspective kind of where we are in the grand scheme of things. But it was, it was an amazing trip. All it right. was an amazing trip. Two specific follow-up questions. Okay. I could have 20, but I will limit <laughs> myself to two. And the okay. reason I could have 20 is I just booked London and Scotland okay. for... A little over a week in September. Okay. Did you do the Harry Potter tour? And if you did, was it worth it? Okay. So, yes. Uh, So, a little bit of backstory. We wanted to take the kids to Scotland. Melissa and I went a number of years ago, but they wanted to see a little bit bigger cities and, and do different things. So, we switched to London. We did do the Harry Potter. We have read the books, you know, once through. They're not kind of, you know, in heavy rotation. We've watched the movies. It was amazing. So I remember walking in, there's this huge dragon that's kind of hanging down. And I was, you're just kind of awestruck with what it is and kind of the the scope of that project. And they do a good job walking you through. So yeah, by no means are we super fans, but it was still really cool to kind of see how they approached everything and what they did and how they did everything for the movies. I am a bit of a super fan. I I read them originally with my son when he was little, listened to them all on tape, have seen all the movies multiple times. And I'm just trying to figure out in my head what I'm going to have to give my spouse in order to convince (laughs) him to give me several hours to do that experience. Everything's a negotiation. Everything's a negotiation. One quick fact on that, and I, again, had no clue. When they were in development for taking the book into production, the the production company, each weekend, they would have people go off and, and read different things. And one, I think it was a PA, somebody came back and just said, I came across something that was pretty spectacular. We need to maybe consider it. So it wasn't necessarily planned. It was kind of stumbled into more than anything else. And so you can, again, see how the littlest of things just kind of move into something so much bigger than anybody could ever imagine. All right. We are we are so doing know, that. That was great. So long story short, yes, London was fantastic. What about you? Any Besides London in September, any summer plans? 
We are going back and forth to our house in New Jersey. That's what we do in the summer. We we drive back and forth to the Jersey Shore and we spend weekends there. And I'm I, I love it. I I like that I don't have to go very far. I like that people come to my house and I get to cook and Excellent. entertain and uh, super fun. And my kids because they're now adults. Yeah. Um, come with their significant others. Oh, awesome. Yours are still summer camp age though. Are you sending them to camp? They are. So Jonah is working. So he works at a hardware store and um, has some other kind of volunteering. Marin, my daughter, is going to camp. This is her last year as a camper at this particular one. We're encouraging her to be a staffer next year for that. But it's she a big deal. I mean, the, so do that. The camp has been around for 80 years. So this is a big deal this year. But yeah, we're absolutely sending her and she's super excited. Yeah, I was a camp counselor. Yeah, my kids were camp counselors. I worked at camp. I, yeah. I think being a camp counselor is best job in the world. Yeah. Best job. I mean, and I'm counting mine yeah. right now. So, so there you go. Any yeah. other ideas for listeners with kids to save money this year? Uh, I would absolutely take advantage of local parks. There's a number of great websites that you can use to search for this. Um, discovertheforest.org is great. You like type in your zip code and you see all these things around you. Um, but local parks, they're an excellent resource for super cheap experiences. And a lot of places are a lot closer, a lot more convenient maybe than some of the larger state or national parks that are out there. It kind of taps into the idea of a staycation, right? One way to have fun during the summer without breaking your budget. We did this a lot living in the New York suburbs. We would go into the city right. and spend the day being tourists yeah. in our own city. Oh, and absolutely. I mean, there's still places that we you know, come across. I remember last uh, two summers ago, you know, we went to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum. I grew up on the west side of Indianapolis. The month of May was always the 500, but I had never gone to the museum. So we took the kids to the museum. There's great scavenger hunts that you can have in the city. The, you know, sometimes each of us picks our own uh, restaurant that we've never been to that we want to try. So there's always something that you can do. And the nice thing is, sometimes the experience on a weekday is totally different than the experience that you would have on a weekend. So if you're making a vacation day out of this, be mindful of where you're going and what you're doing, and it could be totally different for you. Yeah, I, I always like taking my kids to the movies yeah. uh, in the summer. It was a good way to escape the heat. I, I really liked going to the movies when I was pregnant because yeah. that was like the coolest place in Manhattan, Yeah, right? So you could spend three hours in the frozen AC, and for a woman who was pregnant in August, that was spectacular. But Some of your- my best naps was were when <laughs> I took the kids to see movies I'd had. I had no no desire to see it all. And it's just, I, I'm pretty sure that the snoring, uh, you know, kind of affected other people's viewing. So yeah, well, maybe, right there. Maybe. Yeah, but, maybe. But taking kids to a, a movie, that's a budget-friendly way to spend a day in the summer. A lot of theaters these days have ticket packages. They have Tuesday, middle-of-the-day specials. So you may want to check those out. And a number of cities and, and towns also have outdoor movies in the summer, which I just love. Oh, absolutely. And you talk about going outdoors. I mean, there's even camping. Right. It's a it's a pretty low cost way to get the kids into the outdoors, create some pretty awesome memories. I'm an Eagle Scout. So growing up, um, you know, for a number of years, that's what we did kind of once a month. 
my kids had no interest in scouting, but that didn't keep us from going out. Sometimes we would even camp in the backyard. So there's lots of different ways. A tremendous friend of mine took me fly fishing for the first time a couple of years ago. It was fantastic. It's quiet. You can clear all the noise in your head. You're focused on whatever's right in front of you, but it doesn't have to be expensive. So, you know, don't worry about getting all the equipment. You can rent just about Mm -hmm. anything that's out there. Plus, it's a great community to meet people, to learn other things to do. You can rent a campsite from people, too. There's oh, yeah. a there's a company called Tenter with yeah. two R's at the end. And you just book a campsite like you'd book an Airbnb, which is fabulous. My kids do that. All right, we've talked enough about the kids. Let's let's talk about money. I, I know <laughs> a lot. about kids. That's, not, that's good. That's I good. know a lot of our listeners you. are yeah. looking forward to some home improvement projects, uh, working around the house, working around... The Yard, you've got a list of these projects that come with a relatively high ROI, high yeah. return on investment. What's what's number one? So number one, replace the front door. It was really interesting. When I was researching these projects, I figured out or I saw that replacing your existing front door with a steel version helped you recoup, what, like 102% of the value for that. So it's pretty simple. It's a pretty easy project that a lot of people can do. And that's why I like people to kind of start with the front door. Garage doors too, by yeah. the way, are, they're not quite as high a return. But please don't do it on your own. No, please you know, do not. I have a terrible story about that oh, with uh, springs. But yeah, front doors, number one. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Uh, next is outdoor lighting. Kind of broader thinking. It's looking at well-designed pretty landscape. Mm. Okay. And it can add like 28% to your home's overall value, uh, according to one landscape economist. Outdoor lighting plays a huge role or can help play a huge role in a lot of different things. It makes it look nice, helps you improve the safety of the overall outside, um, can kind of help prevent intruders. Pro tip, if you're going to put twinkle lights in your backyard, try not to have your entire family around you as they watch you stand on the very top <laughs> step. I'm not speaking personally. Maybe I am. Uh, it was basically a Ringling Brothers Barnum & Bailey circus. So be safe about it. Be smart. But outdoor lighting is a great way to kind of make it look really nice. Really festive. But uh, but bring some safety into that as well. You talk a little bit about upgrading a deck okay. or adding a deck. We did this. It was not inexpensive, but it was an investment that we enjoyed for many, many years to come. It's fantastic. Uh, We had to do that recently in a recent project. We're the second owners of the home. So the home was originally built 06, 07, had noticed some wood rot. So we needed to address the, the back deck. It looks exactly the same as it looked before. So it wasn't like we were doing all these, you know, different or, or crazy things. But, you know, you've got wood options. Wood has some maintenance that comes yes. with it. You have the polylaminate or the Trex products. Um, they have greatly improved over the years. So, you know, it doesn't have to have or it doesn't always have a, a huge return on investment as some of the other projects. But beyond the financial benefit, it can really help you kind of expand your use of that yard. It makes the house feel a lot bigger than what it is. I want to add something here. We talk about returns on investment and, and thinking about things financially. Different people think differently about how they use their home. 
Absolutely. Some people use it as a tool or an investment. You're not there for a long period of time and you're going to just kind of use it and sell it and be gone. Some people treat it as a refuge. So don't always get wrapped up or feel like you have to get wrapped up in the financial aspect of it. If there's things that you want to do and you're going to use the hell out of it, absolutely consider it. Because otherwise, there's all these things that you want to do and you just kick yourself because you don't appreciate or enjoy the home the way that you want. I totally agree with that. I think, you know, there's all this information out there, lots of studies about how people these days value experiences more than they value things. And we tend to think of our home as a thing. But really, our home is a thing that we experience. And so when you put money in the parts of your home that you are most likely to enjoy, you're actually using those dollars experientially. And I think it's helpful to think of it that way. If you're a cook and you love to cook, put money in the kitchen, right? right? Get the kitchen that you want because you'll get the enjoyment out of it. And the next user may or may not pay you for those things. But I think when we think about it in terms of ROI first all the time, you're right. We we miss out on enjoying our biggest investment. Yeah, and a lot of times I'll tell people, you know, there's ROI, return on investment, but there's also the return on the experience, Mm -hmm. the ROE for that. So just kind of keep that in mind as you watch all of these fantastic shows and, you know, they can do these bajillion dollar projects for, you know... (laughs) 2500 bucks and the rest of us, you know, mere mortals are kind of questioning that. But just really think about, so when it comes to the the door, the lighting, the deck, uh, planting trees mm-hmm. is a big one because it can help increase your home's value by improving the landscape, obviously, but it also can help on some heat or cooling issues, you know, overall. So just be mindful of all of these as we talk through them. Outdoor kitchens are very trendy these days. I mean, when you talk about the deck, you're sort of, you're getting outside. The deck has become an extension of the house. It's almost like an extra room for many people. The outdoor kitchen is similar. Are you a fan? Um, I'm a fan. I'll put a qualifier on that. It's probably best for people living in the southern states or kind of... um, more warm than cool states. So places like Southern California, Arizona, Texas, Florida, because you can use that outdoor kitchen year round. I know I have some knucklehead friends who use their outdoor kitchen in the middle of winter, totally fine. But just realize that any future buyer of your home may have a completely different take on on what that is. Yeah. And the, the same is true of of pools, right? I mean, a lot of people look at pools and they think, I want one of those. And a lot of people look at them and they think, keep me away. Yeah. So, um, you know, there are lots of things in this world that uh, kind of rile people up. And I'm sure that, uh, you know, people would share their experiences or or beliefs on that. So with the pool, it kind of goes back to that whole return on investment versus return on experience. Are you looking at your home as an investment tool Or are you looking at your home as more of a refuge from the everyday world? So in general, the pond, a pool, a sunroom, these are three projects where it may not pay off the way that you want. But don't always let that preclude you from moving forward and and doing this. Because for every person that's had a terrible experience, there's a person who just their life would not have been the same had they not done this. 
amazing ideas, Andy. Stick with me. We are going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll be joined by a special guest who's an expert in helping us make the most out of travel. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you worried about the current volatility of the market, inflation rates, talk of a recession? Are you second-guessing your investment decisions? What better time than now to ensure your finances are moving forward than by getting an expert second opinion from an Edelman Financial Engines planner? Whether you already have a planner or simply need a new perspective, they can help you manage your wealth plan to both weather the volatility of the market today and help you protect and preserve it over the long term. To schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today, call 833-PLAN-EFE. That's 833-752-6333. Or visit their website at efewealthplanners.com. Put your uncertainties to rest once and for all. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup right now. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. Financial planner Andy Smith from Edelman Financial Engines is with me. We're talking about ways to have fun this summer without breaking the bank, which is why we invited Emily Kaufman on the show. Over the past 20 years, Emily, who is known far and wide as the travel mom, has built a loyal and engaged community of travel enthusiasts who watch her weekly online and on national TV shows like GMA, Good Morning America, and The Kelly Clarkson Show. She engages the community offline as well through experiential events, including the Travel Mom Weekend Getaways. Emily, welcome. Thanks so much for being here. I'm so happy to be with you, and I'm happy to be talking about travel in a positive, fun, exciting way, because we've waited for a few years to go all in, and that's what we're doing. It's, it's so true. Travel is booming this summer. It seems to be booming this summer because people missed out, right? So they are just going all in, and they still intend to keep it going. Forbes Advisor surveyed about 1,000 Americans who plan to travel this year. 87% of them said they're traveling at least as much as they did in the prior year, 49% said that they are traveling more. And we have isolated some specific travel trends that I hope that we could talk about a little bit. The first one is generational traveling. What is it and how are you seeing people approach it? You know, everybody's got different names for it. Intergeneration, multi-gen. It's families traveling together. And I recently became a grandmother. Oh, so I can speak tough. firsthand. Thank <laughs> you. I can speak firsthand to this experience. And we're seeing grandparents traveling with their children and their grandchildren. And again, speaking from experience, I can tell you who's paying for that. And it's the grandparents. So there are some great ways that you can really experience a multi-generation vacation. And one of my favorite things is a vacation home versus paying for four different hotel rooms. Mm -hmm. You can get one fantastic vacation home that has bedrooms for everybody. They've got kitchens so you can deal with breakfast and coffee at your leisure. When the babies or the grandkids go to sleep, the grown-ups can still sit around and hang out. And one of the most popular places people visit as a multi-generation trip is Orlando. And I want to suggest to people, 
that you check out Kissimmee. Kissimmee, Florida, I'm going to describe it as Orlando adjacent, and it's the vacation home capital of the world. And these homes are exquisite. They've got things like lazy rivers and game rooms and screening rooms and lots of ways for people to really jump in and have those theme park experiences and make it less stressful and more enjoyable for everybody. So you can still go to Universal and Disney. You're close enough for that, but you've got your home base. I I love that idea. I mean, my family actually does that a lot with all the cousins and my mother. They come to my house, but it's a vacation for them. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) They also, also their Verbo. Verbo has got more than 2 million locations all around the world. And these are vetted properties that can be a condo. They can be a home. But you get that space to spread out. I recently went and traveled with my my little six-month-old grandson, and I was so happy that we were in a vacation home because it really made all of us be able to relax. Andy Smith is with us, and and our next category is traveling with a purpose. Andy, I know you've done a lot of this. Yeah, so it's it's kind of the you're still traveling, but you're doing something alongside of that. Emily, talk about what that is. This traveling with a purpose. It's there's kind of a trend that we're seeing now. Explain kind of a little bit of what you're seeing on your side when it comes to not just travel, but travel and doing something at the same time. Sure. You know, the pandemic impacted all of us in different ways. And for many of us, it was a time of self-reflection and and being more soulful. And we're seeing that in the way that we travel. It's not enough just to go and sit by the pool. I mean, we're enjoying doing those types of things. Yet destinations are really making ways for us to immerse ourselves in the culture and have experiences of contributing to the communities we visit. I'll give you a great example. Hawaii, the state tourism department, has a whole initiative called Malama. Malama means to care for. The land cares for us, so we care for the land. The sea provides for us, so we take care of the sea. And they created all these different offers to give you added value in your state to participate in Malama activities. Things like going up and planting trees in the Haleakala Forest. When you plant a tree, it offsets the carbon footprint of a family of four visiting. So you're doing something good and being rewarded with discounts and incentives. Something else to think about are places like the Atlantis in the Bahamas. When you go and you participate in their dolphin experiences, that money goes back into restoring the coral reefs. They take all of that because the coral reef is life. Life sustains in the sea when the coral reefs are thriving. So they do that um, to take the money and support that. So you're doing something good while you're doing something fun. If you're looking, Emily, for experiences like this, four ways to travel with a purpose. Are there any resources that you would point people to? Absolutely. The best resource you can do when planning a vacation in general that's a free resource is the Visitor and Convention Center website of the destination. Every city, state, has got their own visitor and convention center website. They're dedicated to showing the most comprehensive look at an entire destination with lodging, activities, calendar of special events. Sometimes there's even deals and discounts. You can print out tickets ahead of time. So just get in there with the keywords, whatever place you're going to visit, and visitor and convention center, and you'll find a great look 
at the place you're going to visit. I can't count the number of times that friends have come back from their amazing trips and said, I need a vacation from my vacation because the trip itself was just, it was wonderful, but it was stressful. What are your favorite hacks to make travel less stressful? You know, we are such a nation of overdoing, overplanning, overscheduling, overpacking. Vacation is a time to let loose and relax a little bit. And we don't have to have every minute scheduled. The magic happens when we least expect it. So let things happen and unfold a little bit naturally. You want to arm yourself with information about the destination so you're not victim to a bad weather day or something being sold out. But give room to breathe. Also, make sure that you're picking a destination that really truly offers something for everybody in your group that's traveling. Because the worst thing for mom is to go on vacation and find herself with that same workload in just a different venue. Mm -hmm. Could not agree more with the day to just kind of not do anything. When we went to London recently, the best day, the best day was when there was nothing, we weren't going anywhere, we weren't doing anything, we had no reservations, we had no commitments at all. And you could just go, you could walk, you could ride the subway, I mean, you could do all of these different things. Yeah. And that's, in talking with Jonah and Marin after the fact, you know, you're kind of downloading, what'd you think of the trip? That was the day that they talked about. And so on our side, we're thinking, well, yeah, what about this and this and this? <laughs> but, you know, you're, it's spot on. You have to just have time to live and breathe and see what's around you. Yeah. If, if we're looking to save, because I know that some prices have come down and that is great. One way we often try to do it is to put our points that we spend all this time and effort gathering to good use. Any tips for making the most of all of these rewards that you have? I, I was telling Andy earlier, I just booked a trip to London and Scotland. I did it using miles. I can't even tell you the number of hours that I spent trying to figure out how to transfer my miles to an airline that would actually fly to where I was wanting to go. But you get the point. It's hard. And, and many of our listeners have a lot of these things. Yeah, I, I use a credit card that has all kinds of uh, travel perks and advantages to it. So I know exactly what you're talking about. And many of the credit card companies will allow you to consolidate your airline miles, your hotel miles, your rental car miles into one place where you can maximize that and do it all at once. I think that it's really important to join the loyalty programs. That's one of the biggest tips I give people when it comes to finding things less stressful and more enjoyable. Join the rental car program you're going to be using so you can save time and not have to stand in line at the counter. You go yes. right out, right out to the kiosk and you drive away. Join, if you have a credit card, take advantage of those perks that you have free luggage or you get in the priority boarding area. Make sure you're maximizing the perks that you have. Also, another thing to maximize, look in your wallet and see what you already have. The big box stores have travel departments and you can be saving with those big box stores. AAA always offers you a discount. AARP always has great rates. Maybe you're a teacher or a military person. They've got rates for all of them too. So look inside your wallet, see what you've already got and take advantage of what you are a member of. 
Emily, what about the other side of that? Are there any places that you've come across, any kind of programs that really are too good to be true? It sounds great in theory, and there's all of this marketing and media against it, but once you've actually dug in and have seen what the provider actually provides, are there any places that people should stay away from or at least be aware of as they start to do all of this? Well, I I think of the old saying, if it's too good to be true, it probably Probably is. is. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we see that with all-inclusive resorts. People think they're going to an all-inclusive and they get there and they're charged a room tax, a resort fee, um, a tipping. Make sure you're truly vetting the place that you're going to go visit. Read the reviews on places like TripAdvisor. Check out the websites. Don't just take the word for it. A lot of times we see timeshares that will invite you and tell you to come and then they expect you to sit through a half a day presentation and it's an incredibly hard sell. I don't know, is it worth saving $200 a day to go and have a hard sell and a pressure for your whole vacation? For me, it's not. So make sure that you're reading the fine print on anything that you're signing and you don't get yourself into a situation that really is not a vacation. Such good advice, Emily. I hope that you'll come back. Will you come back and and get us ready for ski season? I would love to. I'd also love to come back in the fall and tell you about why it's a great time for some grown-up getaways and share some deals and tips and pointers there. I love grown-up getaways. I'm all in. Thank you so much for being here. One thing we didn't mention at the top of the show is that all of our listeners can follow you on Facebook or Instagram at The Travel Mom for tips, of course, but you also give away a trip every single week. I love giving away travel. It's just not right to simply talk about it all the time. I make it available so everybody has a chance to win a trip. Love that. All right, come back soon. Thank you for having me. And Andy, thanks so much, as always, for being here. You're always so much fun to bat it around with. Love being here. Thank you. Remember, if you all have a question for a financial planner, you can send it to me. We might make it part of the show. Just go to everydaywealth.com, scroll down to the blue box that says, ask a question, type in your info and send it my way. And be sure to subscribe to the Everyday Wealth podcast wherever you stream your favorite podcasts or visit us at everydaywealth.com where all of our episodes are available to you. Thanks so much. Enjoy summer and we'll talk soon. You've been listening to Edelman Financial Engines Everyday Wealth with Gene Chatsky. Edelman Financial Engines has been ranked by Barron's as the number one investment advisor in the country. If you've missed an episode or are interested in additional personal finance topics, be sure to subscribe to the Everyday Wealth Podcast. Our podcast library offers helpful insights on topics such as tax-efficient portfolios, retirement withdrawal strategies, investing, and financial planning, to name just a few. To learn more, visit our website, everydaywealth.com, or find our show wherever you stream your favorite podcast.